So th this is what I'll talk about and some other things as well, the dynamic pricing uh, and the digital design paradigm. Or then some anecdotes from the meeting of a frustrated digital creative and a bored fashion designer. And the digital creative is over here photographing Jimmy and me being the, the bored fashion designer. Uh, Jimmy as a background as a digital creative uh, with designing interactive uh, experiences for fashion brands in Sweden and uh, across Europe, but somehow grow bored in all, always coming in at the latest stage when the product was already uh, finished and almost sort of making up the story uh, for, for communicating. And I guess you could say I was bored in the fashion industry where I've been working in the borderline between being a pattern cutter and a constructor and designer and the way of thinking when understanding the body is, which is taught in all fashion schools is exactly the same as was taught in fashion schools 100 years ago. You imagine the body in a static position with sort of a grid across it. So, so before we started at the CAC, I spent a couple of years at the Swedish School of Textile defining an alternative theory for understanding the body uh, while designing garments and then uh, looking at how the body actually moves and how fabric interacts with the body in motion. And then putting together a garment can look something like this. Uh, that you, you let the fabric fall over the shoulders and see how the body moves around. And when I started that PhD project where I defined this alternative theory some six, seven years ago, then this was only possible to do physically in the real world. And I worked on, on living bodies and, uh, and directly on the models. Today, this is possible to a large extent to do in the computer. And that's somehow where me and Jimmy met each other, starting up the fashion studio that we call Atakak. Uh, and in Atakak, we explore, we make explorations within the digitalization of clothes making. Uh, so when designing garments, uh, uh, no, yeah. <laughs> um, so instead of, this you all know, in the, everyone who works in the fashion business, sort of the amount of time that it takes of designing and presenting and ordering and producing, shipping to store. And traditionally, you commu communicated things at the fashion show where you presented or, and eventually when you sell it. But today, when we work with a digital, 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 digitalized process, we communicate everything. And we can, even as a small independent fashion studio, fashion brand, we can take this amount of time from a year or a year and a half down to one to eight weeks from designing something to selling and producing. Um, so first, designing. We, I work in a 3D software called Clo3D when I design the garments. So we scan the fabric and stitch, uh, 
stitch the pattern pieces together virtually in the computer, and then we get a digital product before we actually have a physical one, which has a lot of advantages, because uh, then you can use the digital product in many different areas and, and for many different things. For example, for presenting it. And other industries have been doing this for, you know, for a long time, like Tesla, for example, they, they sell the cars before they exist, and in architecture, architecture industry, they've been using 3D models for, I don't know, 20 years or whatever. This is the bridge that is about to be built in, in, in Göteborg, in Gothenburg, where we are situated. And of course, the, you can understand that sort of simulating hard materials uh, is easier than simulating textile materials. And also, the point of having an exact 3D model when you build a bridge for five years, it's sort of easier to understand that than when designing a T-shirt. But uh, today, it's possible to simulate fabric to a very high level of, uh, of a very realistic level. Um, and the, the software which we're using, it, it comes from the gaming industry, since at some point they understood that if they, if they should have designed garments for games or animated movies that doesn't look like sort of Donald Duck garments, they have to do them in the way garments are actually done. Uh, and so what we do, we design these garments and then Jimmy puts up a digital photo, photo studio where we take digital images of these, of these garments. And we started playing, playing around with this software, this technique about a year ago, and thought, yeah, maybe, I, I, as I said, I come from the from background in the, in the university where I worked together with, for example, Jonas in some, in some project. And I felt a bit of a frustration in the university that we had all this progress going on and we never really tried things out for real. So me and Jimmy thought, let's just start a fashion brand in a small scale and, and try this out. So we designed a number of garments, we rendered the images, we put up a web online store, and we just tested like how realistic can we make these garments? Um, and right now we, we're mixing in, in the online store we, we operate currently. We, we mix photos and 3D rendered images uh, next to each other. And when we started it out uh, half a year ago, we had only rendered images and no one questioned that. Some of the responses we got was like, Oh, that was a very ambitious uh, photoshopping, taking away the bodies in these ones. Uh, so then it can look like, like this, or like this, with sort of animating films before the garments actually exist. And as a reference, you can see this is from H&M webshop. This is from the Acne webshop. And Then, yes, I heard, I read an interview with, 
with, with a famous designer some time ago, and, and he said that they almost never used prints on the back anymore, because on the web, people just scroll see things from the, from the front. But that, I don't think, is to be the case very much longer when, when this is, can be how you see garments on, online. Or, this is our bestseller. So, and, um, and, and, and then and the next step, which has been uh, touched upon before, is this virtual trying. And uh, we're, we've been told that after the summer, this software developer, Clo, will release this API where you go in, in the online store, create your avatar by pulling some buttons, and then you should be able to online try on different sizes uh, like this and as the next step you will to be able kind of to see yourself move around in in the garments uh, and if everything goes as we hope we will be able to do to launch something similar like this in october maybe so then we start selling the garments before we actually produce them um, so as you see here, this is when we launched this. It's ready for pre-order until first of April, or this was one. This one was, and then order while in production until fourteenth of April, and estimated delivery the eighteenth of April. And as you see, you get a discount uh, if you order it now. And the, the traditional pricing model in in the fashion industry, I think you're all aware of that one sort of that starts out and then you have a seasonal sale. And the season, they can vary in uh, traditionally, it was six months, now it can be uh, one month or whatever. And generally, 25% about goes of the price, goes to the manufacturing, 25 to the brand, and about half to the retail. Uh, and we just thought very simply, we tried. We just do it the other way around, or do like the flight uh, they do with flight tickets or train tickets. That if you pre-order, then you get a discount, uh, and then you don't have to pay for the retail. You don't have to pay for the overproduction. You still have to pay for manufacturing. You still have to pay for what I do, and you have to pay for shipping. And then, while the garment is in production, we raise the price, and then. When we have it in, in stock, you pay the full price. So very simply put, we, we decide for an amount of garments that is to be produced, um, and um, we work with, uh, mostly with, fab with fabrics, which is available in stock, and then we decide for the production, we start production, and it goes like this. Uh, when, when we are about to run out of stock, then we raise the price even higher. Um, uh, when, when we did our first production in, in Estonia in August, the only person in that small factory speaking English uh, went on sick leave for a month, so it got a bit delayed, uh, which provoked us to start our own little micro factory in, in Gothenburg too 
to uh, be able to experiment even further with, with this model. So we started some months ago an in-house production where we um, do our own production, but also work with uh, collaboration and, and production for external brands in order to be able to build this factory. So right now we, we're making garments for this pod taxi starting driving in Stockholm, some things for IKEA and some other companies. And this is then for being able to experiment further with sort of creative developments, which this digital paradigm opens up for. And this is, today is a perfect moment to do this in Sweden. Ten years ago, or five years ago, there were no people in Sweden with an industrial experience of, of sewing garments. Now we have hundreds of people in Göteborg, Gothenburg from Syria, from Aleppo, where they had a huge uh, textile industry. And we started out hiring Mohammed some weeks ago, and now we're gradually looking into hiring more people. Um, and a big part of what we do is to work with total transparency, where the material comes from, how things are made, uh, in order to get customers sort of interested in what we're doing and for them to being sort of interested in, um, in uh, sort of making these pre-orders. Uh, so, yeah, this, sit back here. So here, here you see the sort of designer manufactured on Ringen, uh, wool woven in Italy, supplied by Fabric House in Prato, pocketing woven in Madrid, blah, blah, blah. And if you, happen, if you don't know where Prato is, then there's a link to Google Docs. Uh, and yeah, the intention is to reward loyal customers. Uh, I'll get back to this transparency again. You only pay for the services you're using. Uh, the pre-order works a bit like a crowdfunding for us. So the idea is that the whole production should be paid for before we uh, start producing. Uh, the sustainability factor is there, but hasn't been central for us. And that it also allows us to check the interest. If you scale this up, of course, you can put in al uh, algorithms of this. Uh, but today, today, today as today, right now, we're taking this idea of transparency one step further and also introduces creative transparency. So from today and onwards, uh, when we release a new garment, we also release the 2D pattern and the 3D model to be downloadable for free from the website. Uh, and we think this is the only way to go in when the world looks like today, it, it does, with all the free information on, on the internet, that, uh, and also what's been addressed before with the future generation being able to work with 3D models, and also together with this sort of very low intellectual property, uh, what do you say, intellectual property regulations around shape in fashion, that it's better to just share everything than to keep our secrets. So, thank you.